The views expressed on the following program are designed to amplify those of the speaker and are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody! Today's experience, devotional diamonds of the day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show, which have nothing to do with life, but they're fun and they're funny, and every once in a while, we just need fun and funny. That's the way you got to have it. The review of the goofy news, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think, as we've said many times before, hopefully before this introduction is over. Life lessons for our faith that we can actually use probably won't if we're just hearers of the word and not doers of the word. But then again, if we decide to become doers and build our house upon a rock, then we'll put these lessons into play. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? Still an excellent question. And also Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I'll be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen. And we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian, going through that process where you have situations that sometimes are beyond the Sunday morning, Wednesday night moments, even beyond the devotional moments, where you look up to the sky and you say to God, why? And you hear him say, why not? That's what we're talking about. If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, don't let it die of loneliness. Just give us a call, 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. Or you can text us at 214-210-8483. By the way, when you do make that call, the 972-445-0770, you will be talking to Captain Chris. That means that you are sailing in the right direction. Mm, very nice. And also text again, 214-210-8483. You can email us, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org, which leads us to our website. Uh, all the old stuff on the surgery stuff's all gone. <laughs> I took it all down. <laughs> There's no right now. Uh, but there is a place to give. Why would you give? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe the Lord will lead you. I don't know. I hope you give. Anyway, what you want to do is check out hemustincrease.org. That's our website. Check it out, please. And here we go. Website, hemustincrease.org, hemustincrease.org. Email david at hemustincrease.org. Facebook, hemustincrease ministry. YouTube, hemustincrease ministry. 
I got to go with, was that a pizza order that called in? Because that happens a lot, right? You know, people call in, oh, I'd like a pepperoni, please, with some extra stick. Thanks. Uh, here's the thing I want you to be aware of as we go through the program. The idea behind the program is pretty straightforward. Something really weird or bizarre about it. We are not your church. We are a fellowship. And in our fellowship, our desire is to strengthen one another and encourage one another as we see the day approaching. And what day is that? That's the return of Jesus Christ. There could be a lot of people out there who are just mocking you for that. There are scoffers, the Bible says. There are people that will just always ridicule but those of us who believe that Jesus is coming again and coming soon, we're hanging in there, strengthening one another, empowering one another. And like I've said before, especially yesterday, even when there's the greatest persecution that takes place against the church and against the people of God, that emerges out to be some of the biggest revivals the world has ever seen. So one thing to be aware of is while there might be an increase in persecution and might be an increase in rudeness— Remember, the scripture says the love of many will grow cold in the end times. There is also a hope and a desire that the Lord will pour out his Holy Spirit and people will get saved left and right. Because we want the very last person who's going to get saved to say, yes, Lord, so that we can hear, that's what we want. Okay, that's what all of us want. That's a big part of things here. Okay. Uh, keep in mind, uh, like if you have a question, you got something, you got a praise report or prayer request, we want you to have that opportunity to share that with us. In the meantime, we're going to go into the book of Hebrews. It's a really cool thing that I was studying. I hope I communicate it well. If I don't, well, it's free. <laughs> so I can come kind of get what you pay for in that sense. Okay, here uh, here it is. Uh, Hebrews, and this is in uh, chapter 2. Is it chapter 2? No, it's chapter 3. I always get that mixed up. And here we're picking it up in verse 4. I'm going to read it all the way through. Now every house is built by someone, but the one who built everything is God. Moses was faithful as a servant in all God's household, as a testimony to what would be said in the future. So the scripture says Moses, he's a servant, and it's going to contrast Moses with Jesus. There's no, there's no real comparison here. Jesus is the builder. Moses is part of the building, okay? There is no building without the builder. The building doesn't wake up one day and say, I will now build myself. A builder has to build it. Jesus is the builder. There's a contrast that's coming between Mo. And JC, and it's going to be very clear. You're not going to miss it. He's going to make it. He's actually already gone through it, making it clear in regards to Abraham, in regards to angels, everything there is. But he says something very fascinating, the author of Hebrews, which is a catch, which is something you need to pick up on. And it's this that Moses was faithful as a servant in all God's household as a testimony to what would be said in the future. And what that means is that Moses' faithfulness in the ministry that God had given him testifies to the glory of God and ultimately to the revelation of Jesus Christ. And why that's important is because every time somebody says to you or to me, you know, you got to testify more, we often think 
Well, that means you go down to the church you're attending, you grab the microphone, swing it around a few times over your head like you're you know, like at a cowboy event, and then you grab that mic and you start sharing your gospel testimony, and people are falling over one another, and balloons are happening, and people are breaking out blankets, and they're selling cotton candy, and candy's all over the place, and it's just a mess. Well, that's not how that goes. That's what we think of in times of testimony. But testimony has a very unique principle, and that is testimony can be verbal. Testimony can be nonverbal. Testimony can be there simply by you being faithful to the ministry that God has given you, to the calling that God has given you. And I want you to understand from a biblical point of view that there's no ministry in the kingdom of God, no position in the kingdom of God, no church connection in the kingdom of God that is tiny in the eyes of God. There's nothing, oh, that person, they just clean up. Do you know what happens at church if you don't clean up between services? The garbage piles up. Do you know what happens after three or four services if you have a church of about four or 500 people? What happens with that garbage as it piles up? Nobody can get in. See, the, the, the importance of that cannot be stated, let alone that you're inviting disease and all these other things into the sanctuary. The bottom line is every position matters in the eyes of God and the kingdom of God. You think, but Dave, I'm just on this intercessory prayer. You could be one of the most important people in the entire ministry because prayer, which brings heaven into earth situations and changes lives— matters. And people that pray, that matters. And you think, well, well, Dave, I just greet people. Do you know what's awesome about greeting people is you can be the very first contact of the touch of God and the power of the Holy Spirit just by shaking their hands, looking at them and saying, whatever you're going through, God's with you. This is like so powerful. And if you're one of those people that says, well, I just, I just hand out the bulletins and, and just, you know, hope everybody gets. The whole point is you're willing to serve. And being faithful as that servant, that is a testimony. And maybe you have a call in ministry in some other capacity. Maybe you're one of those people that, you know, buys a card, a get well card for people and has other people sign it. Maybe you're somebody that bakes something for people. Maybe you're somebody that knocks on doors to say, hey, is there anything we can do for you? It doesn't matter what kind of ministry it is. If you are serving in the name of Jesus Christ, you are a part of the church. A pastor's position is no higher or lower than any other position. Everybody's got something to do in the kingdom of God. There's only one superstar. His name is Jesus Christ. No flesh will ever glory in his presence. And you, being faithful in the testimony that God has given you and in the ministry God has given you, is your testimony. And you think, but Dave... Dave, what if I just go to work and do the best I can to be a good family person and, you know, donate my, the funds that I give to the church and just pray for people when they ask? And That's ministry. You're doing it. That's it. Not every ministry has a green screen behind it. Okay? I mean, just, I know it's good. And we have a very, I mean, nowadays, multimedia. I mean, there's, they hardly do announcements in most churches. Or not, usually a video or whatever the case may be. My point in saying that is every ministry, every function, everything you do in the kingdom of God for the glory of God in the name of Jesus Christ is a blessing. And your faithfulness in the smallest thing, in the smallest item in your heart and mind, matters to God.
So your faithfulness and being a steward. So here, Moses, it's like, and he was faithful as a servant in all of God's household as a testimony that won't be said in the future. Moses' faithfulness and his ministry testified. So you testify, being faithful in what the Lord has brought before you. Okay? That simple. All right, we're going to take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience? I did what most Christian men would do when they make a mistake, it's their fault, there's nothing but humiliation on your face, and you're trying to recover in the moment. And you know what I did? I blamed it on every possible unseen force except for myself. You have chosen wisely. So guess who knocked that uh, crystal light on that white carpet? It was Satan, by golly. Well, it was at that moment because it certainly wasn't my fault. I didn't knock the, the crystal light all over. It was my glass. I did pour it. I did bring it to the table and somehow fell on the, the carpet and spread everywhere. And by golly, I wasn't going to take the blame for it because that would be taking personal responsibility. Well, I'm not taking personal responsibility. After all, that $500 deposit we just had that we were hoping to get back when we move out is uh, already down to 200 <laughs> And it was dropping by the dollar as the stuff was spreading. If Jesus Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. I will let you know that I appreciate everybody's prayers for my knee and the recovery and surgery. I think it's starting to go uh, pretty good today. I had like one of my better days, and so I'm happy about that. You know, it's only been a week, so I mean, I don't know. I probably shouldn't be driving it. 
What are you gonna do? Uh, here I am, so you might as well enjoy it, right? Here you go. Here's your first trivia question. Get ready. Not a difficult one, but because yesterday we did really tough ones, so I'm trying to be nice about it. Uh, which creature tempted Eve? Which creature tempted Eve? If you think you know the answer, you can call nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero. You can also text in. 214-210-8483. And then you can also send an email, david at he must increase.org. That's david at he must increase.org. In the meantime, we'll do our DNA. DNA is what we're made up of. Which, it's how we function on a regular basis. It's what we're built in, so to speak. And the D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily. Day. I can't, how can I, how do you say this in a way that people will really get it? Every 24 hours, seven days a week, 365 days a year, every decade, every quarter century, half century, full century, daily, every day. Draw closer to the Lord every day and never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. We talked about that yesterday, about being ashamed of Jesus and his words. It's like with leaders and political leaders and different people. It's like, oh, that's just silly stuff. Yeah, well, that silly stuff's the difference between me going to heaven and you going to hell. So have a great time. And then the last one is A, always be ready. To serve. To serve, which means that you are sensitive to God, trying to make sure that you are used as a vessel or a vehicle, but then also aware of other people that they need to be blessed, they need to be encouraged, they need to be touched, they need to be strengthened, and you can be a conduit of that blessing. So that's good stuff. That's our DNA. There you go. All right. Uh, Back to the trivia, and then I'll get into this teach, and some people are really going to like me. And then other people are really not going to like me after I finish this. Uh, which creature tempted Eve? That is the question that is on the table. If you think you know, 972-445-0770. Or you can text in 214-210-8483. Or you can send an email, Dave, David, sorry, David at he must increase.org. I don't know what happens if you put Dave in there. I don't know, Davy Jones answers or something? I don't, do you know who he is, Dave Jones? He was... You don't know him. Uh... He's a pirate. <laughs> I'm not talking about the guy from Dis. You know what? <laughs> he was one of the monkeys. You know, hey, hey, we're the monkeys. Okay. Just keep shaking your head, Captain Grit. Just keep shaking your head. Okay. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, they said that the signal's dropping. Let's see if we're having a problem with that. Double check with that. Kurt just said that. Uh, double check, make sure that's good. In the meantime, we are going to go forward because we go going forward uh, because that's the only thing we can do. And uh, before my time, I saw that, Al. Okay, here we go. Uh, here, here is the uh, key to the rest of this text. It says this, Moses was faithful as a servant in all God's household as a testimony to what, w- what would be said in the future. But Christ was faithful as a son over his household, and we are that household, get ready, if, wait, did you, if, uh-oh, we are that household if, we hold on to our confidence and the hope in which we boast. Now, there's two huge things. 
just just enormous things. The first thing is it says this. Christ is faithful as a son. Remember, uh, Moses was faithful as a servant, okay, because he's a servant. Jesus is the son. That's substantially different, a servant from a son. We'll get that. And it says, we are that household. We are the household of Jesus Christ. We are the part, we are part of that element. Your dad is the king of kings. Your father is the king of the universe. It is awesome. If, oh, there's that word. Two letters. Oh, two letters. If we hold on to our confidence and the hope in which we boast. So let's talk about this because this is where everybody starts to lose their minds. I'm not sure what it is, but they start losing their minds. Well, is it once saved, always saved? Or is it, is it saved once and, and, and then you can lose it and then you get it back and then you can lose it and get it back? It's super easy if you keep it where it's supposed to be. If you're genuinely saved, you will never lose your salvation. If you decide, I've had enough of this Christianity, I quit, I'm not going to do it, and you walk away from it, probably not saved Probably, no, definitely never saved in the first place. So the bottom line is, in your heart, do you ever want to walk away from Jesus? Because the reply that you have to give right now is, where else would we go? Who else has the words of eternal life? Which is the same thing that the disciples said to Jesus when they when Jesus was teaching hard stuff. Listen, not everything Jesus taught was 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 brownies and and flowers and tie dye shirts and there was some tough stuff that he taught. And so there were some some of the people that followed him and said, "That's it, I'm out. I can't do this. This is way too far for me." And he turned to his disciples and he said, "What about you guys?" And their response was, "Nobody else has eternal life." Nobody else has the words by which we can follow. We're going to follow you. So the only question about once saved, always saved is, do you want to keep following Jesus Christ? Or are you ready to quit? If you're ready to quit, the odds are much better that you were never saved in the first place. You think that's mean. Too bad. (laughs) It's not my problem. Here's what it says. For God so loved the world. Let's use the King James. For God so loveth the world that he giveth his, his, giveth his only begotten said that whosoever should believeth should have everlasting. Believeth means continually believe. You don't believe once in Jesus and then go do something else and ignore his existence. You continually believe in Jesus. Christianity is yes to Jesus as Savior and Lord and a lifetime of yeses. Will you do that perfectly? No. But you start with the first one, and then you build upon that. And so it says, you're a part of that household. We're a part of that household if we hold on to our two things, he says, confidence and hope. Now, what's cool about this is if you understand uh, a little bit how the New Testament sometimes cracks open uh, opportunities for us to, to, to engage with personally and practically. When he talks about confidence, he's talking about today. When he talks about hope, he's talking about tomorrow. And so he says, look, if you hold in, in that faith that Jesus Christ died on that cross, he was buried, and three days later he rose again, and you receive Jesus Christ in your heart by faith and confess that you, as a sinner, need to be saved by God through Jesus Christ and ask that the Holy Spirit would take up residency inside of you, and if you do that, then you are saved and you can have confidence and you can have 
confidence for everything, everything that you go through. And what's cool about this text is that you can also have hope, which means I I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I I, I will confess, I'm not very prophetic. I don't know what's going to happen in two minutes. I don't know what's going to happen in 10 seconds. But I know him who does know, and that's the key. The key in this process is for us to be in the faith, in the household, both now and forever. Saved now, always being saved in the context of the Lord helping us and strengthening us and guiding us and getting us through. It should never, the question should never have been ever. I just think it's a bad theological question. Once saved, always saved. That's not the question. The question is do you continually believe like you believed? When you said yes to Jesus, yes or no? Well, yeah, of course I I believe he died on the cross for my sins. Okay, you're in. (laughs) See, it's it's not as... You know that statement, there's no uh, dumb questions, you know, there's no uh, uh, stupid questions? That's just ridiculous. That's so stupid. (laughs) Of course there are. I mean, what's better, in and out or... Okay, in and out. Okay, we know that. Do we got somebody who wants to answer the trivia question or what is it kind of... Can we do it fast? We only got three minutes. Let's try it. Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Brother Ace. I've been with you all the time. Okay, brother. I've been praying for you and glad you're going through the surgery. And you're going to be healed sooner than most people that don't know God. I think think that's happening even as we talk. The Lord has given me more strength than I should have much quicker. And, I mean, I'm already a week week out, and they're like, you're supposed to be in your bed for two weeks. Like, I'm already in the studio a week later. (laughs) It's like, no. Amen. Amen. I just want to confirm what you you were talking about. I cannot believe that anybody that's tasted the heavenly gift of the Holy Spirit and are born again would ever, ever turn from from the Lord. Correct. I just don't believe that. Now, people are... A form of religion, but are the Holy Spirit into their life? Yeah, they'll turn. They'll turn when times get tough. And uh, anyway, that's my two cents. Well, <laughs> I just you, won't throw it in. you did a good job, and that's a really important point. That people that love Jesus, they love Jesus. It's just, there's no question. There's, they're not going anywhere. They don't like everything they go through, but they know that He's faithful and true. That's all you got. That's it. You're saved. Great. That's awesome. And then there's the other people that are nothing like that, and you kind of know they're not like that. And it's like, okie dokie. <laughs> you got to know what's going on there. Good job, Brother Ace. I appreciate it. Yeah, I just want to touch base let you know that I, 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 haven't, I haven't left you. I'm still with you. I, I just haven't called him, but I wanted to call them. So thank you, and God bless you. And I continue to heal. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen, brother. I appreciate it. All right. Great job. All right. Uh, we do have to answer the trivia question, right? So we do, we're do. we going to have to answer that because I have to answer that. So he just wanted to call in and give an amen to what we were talking about, which is awesome, right? Okay. Uh, which creature tempted Eve? Now, I did get a lot of funny answers, but I'm just going to give you the biblical answer. And the answer is the serpent. Now, people were identifying what kind of serpent, like, I don't know. He was talking. He was a talking snake. I got that much. That's scary enough by itself. All right, let's take our break, and then we'll come back for more. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break, top of the hour. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
What is the David Spoon experience? She thought he was the gardener. Sir, she said, if you have taken him away, tell me where you've put him, and I will go and get him. Mary, Jesus said. <laughs> you think three words? Come on, Dave. Mary, Jesus said. She turned to him and cried out, Rabboni, which is Hebrew for teacher, or it doesn't matter if your translation says master, rabbi, it doesn't matter. She said, Mary. She, she responded, master, Lord. You see, the resurrected Jesus Christ speaks the name of his sheep. And Jesus knows your name. My sheep, Jesus said, know my voice. And they hear me. And you were going along in your journey. Maybe you were young and you were in church. Maybe you were young and somebody brought it to you. Maybe you were in middle, the middle part of your life. Maybe in the later part of your life. But at some point... Jesus said your name. He said, David, Tierra, Tiffany, Noel, Joshua, Ashley. At some point, he called your name. The risen Messiah spoke your name to you. You know what? That's when you said, yes, Lord. Yes, Master. Yes, Rabboni. It's the most powerful moment because it's the moment that the divine Messiah speaks to you and pulls you from one kingdom, the kingdom of darkness, into another kingdom, the kingdom of light. It is the moment that changed everything. And uh, Billy Graham had a really good piece on it. said some people can really define that moment. Some people can't doesn't matter. It happened for those that, well, it's kind of like a metamorphosis, but it happened. And in the economy of God, it happens more specifically. And maybe the person doesn't know the date. I know my date, but maybe the person doesn't know the date they said yes to Jesus. But there was a moment where Jesus called your name and you said yes. And that was the beginning of your understanding of his depth of love.